We're back with another episode of Who's Your Myths and Legends. I'm Rebecca Wilhelm. I'm Mary Quigley. And I'm Hope Wilhelm. Join us as we dive into the spookier side of the Hoosier State. So what comes to your mind when you think of Indiana? Do you think of corn? Do you think of basketball? Do you think of the Indianapolis 500? Maybe you think of famous celebrities who were born in Indiana, like John Mellencamp or Michael Jackson. But as the saying goes, there was more than corn in Indiana. 92 counties make up the Hoosier State. In this podcast, we are going to discuss some Indiana folklore from each of these counties. If you are into tall tales, ghosts, or spooky legends, then this is a podcast you are not going to want to miss. Happy Halloween! Today, we bring you an episode from Bloomington, Indiana, and the campus of Indiana University. Since the early 1950s, tales of a hatchet man have made its rounds across the country. Each state has its own unique variation of the tale. Most involve people murdered in their car along desolate stretches of road or small towns being torn apart from a madman on a rampage. The best-known version of the Hatchet Man didn't become popular until the late 1960s and early 70s. This version takes place on a college campus where two unsuspecting girls encounter the Hatchet Man while alone in their dorm on a holiday break. Sit back, relax, Turn the lights down low and get comfortable as we bring you the tale of the Hatchet Man of Bloomington. Before we jump into the episode, we do have a couple of announcements to make. First, we want to thank everyone for a great season and for all of your support during the release of our book. And we enjoyed going to so many events and meeting all of you. After this episode, we are taking a short break to enjoy the holiday season with our family. There will be a few mini-sodes posted during the break. Also, be sure to follow us on social media to stay in touch. We will be back with season five in early 2024, and we are also booking events for 2024. So please go to our website, www.hoosiermissandlegends.com slash events for information on how to schedule something with us. Back to the hatchet man. The first time I heard this story was in the late 90s after you went off to college. There are several versions of this story in Indiana, but you told me about the version that takes place at Vincennes University. Yes. So the very first time that I ever heard about this legend, it was actually when I was a freshman at Vincennes University in the fall of 1996. Man, that's a long time ago. (laughs) Um, And when I heard this story, 
I was actually told that this had occurred in the old Emerson dorm at VU. The story may seem familiar to our listeners because we already talked about it briefly in Season 2, Episode 4, Hoosier Urban Legends, Part 1. We talked about the Vincennes version, which is very similar to the IU one that we are sharing with you today. Vincennes University and Ball State both have a hatchet man story, but the most popular retelling of this urban legend is connected to Indiana University in Bloomington. The IU version took off in the early 1970s, and reportedly it took place in the McNutt Quadrangle. The legend goes that two girls were staying on campus during Christmas break. Everyone had left, including the director, so they were the only ones still staying in the McNutt Quad. Before leaving, the director told them to stay inside the dorm and to keep their doors locked, that there was a murderer on the loose, and that the police had not caught them yet. One of the girls decided to go downstairs to study, even though the other girl warned her it was probably not a good idea. She promised to keep the door locked and went downstairs. It gets late, midnight comes, and the one girl has still not come back. 12.30 passes, and there is still no sign of the girl. A while later, the remaining girl starts hearing these sounds, like something being dragged across the floor. The dragging sounds come closer and closer until eventually whoever it was starts scratching at the door. Terrified, she barricades herself in the room by shoving her desk and other furniture against the door. Hours pass, but eventually the noises stop. The remaining girl, exhausted, falls asleep in the corner of the room. When she wakes up the next morning, the noises have stopped. Determined to figure out what had happened, she removes the barricade and she opens the door. She finds her roommate laying there on the ground outside the door with a hatchet in her head. She was the one scratching at the door, trying to get in so she could be saved. I have so many questions. Like, how did she fall asleep after that? I know. And like, who would open the door? I wouldn't. We'll tell you some other variations of the Hatchet Man after a short break. Hey listeners, in case you didn't know, we wrote a book. Haunted Dearborn County, Indiana is now available at all major retailers. Strange and unusual things lurk behind the calm facade of Dearborn County. Several legends surround the Hill Forest Mansion, the home of one of Aurora's founding families. Many have seen the ghost of a farmer and his mule at Carnegie Hall in Morse Hill. The glowing grave at Riverview Cemetery may connect to the 1941 Agru family massacre. St. Mary's Church Rectory is said to be haunted by the former priest, and the spirits at Whiskey's in Lawrenceburg are not just in the drinks. Several schools in the area echo with the sounds of former students and staff and numerous local residences house the spirits of former owners who have never left. Join Rebecca and I on a chilling tour from Lawrenceburg to Lawrenceville and beyond. Check out HoosierMissingLegends.com for more details. The version we just told you is the most popular, and this is how it is recounted in Ronald Baker's book, Hoosier Folk Legends. Yes, but there are different variations of the tale, and many of these tales are documented in the book, Hoosier Folklore, A Reader by Linda Degg. The first difference being in the identity of the hatchet man. 
Some say an escaped murderer, some say a serial rapist, and some say an escaped lunatic from a local insane asylum. The other being the reason the girls were separated. Now, some say that this was to study, and another popular version says that one or both of them had went out to a frat party. Which wouldn't make a lot of sense if this was during a holiday break, because most of the students wouldn't even be on campus. Very true. The most terrifying version is actually more popular at Ball State, but it has been connected to IU as well. In this version, the two roommates go on a date and one of the girls comes back very late. She thinks her roommate is sleeping until she starts hearing a loud humming. At first, the girl is not worried. She just thinks her roommate's date must have gone very well and she is happy. But the humming doesn't stop and it just keeps getting louder. And she asks her to stop. The humming gets even louder until she is frustrated and turns the light on. This reveals the horrifying sight of a man sitting on the roommate's bed with her decapitated head in his hands. Now, in some versions of this legend, it is the roommate that opens the door. But in other versions, it's the police that come and get her out of the room. It's usually told with different outcomes, too. Most of the time, the surviving roommate has her hair turn gray, or in some versions, she even goes insane. There is a lesser known version where the roommate opens the door and immediately dies of shock. This was more popular in early versions of the story from the 1960s. And I have never heard that one, so that one's very new to me. Why is this such a popular legend at IU? Well, as we mentioned at the beginning of this episode, the legend became popular in the early 1970s. Linda Degg actually interviewed several IU students at the time and documented what they had to say about it. Yes. At the time, McNutt Quad was the freshman dorm. It was also one of the first co-ed dorms in the state, giving it the reputation of a party dorm. Upperclassmen told Degg that they began sharing this story as a way to scare all the new freshmen coming in. It was a rite of passage in the freshman dorm. They would even draw scary pictures and tape them to doors and mailboxes. Day has several of these drawings documented in her book. To make matters worse, there was an actual murder that took place out in Oregon in 1972 that was very similar to the Hatchet Man story. An article was posted in the Amarillo Daily News on February 12, 1972, about the stabbing of a girl alone in her dorm at Oregon State University. Like the legend, the dorm was mostly empty during the time of the attack. This put the entire campus on alert, and students were advised not to travel alone until they caught the killer. It was enough a coincidence to add fire to the legend and continue its spread across campus. So is the Hatchet Man a true story or just a legend passed down from college students trying to prank each other? Based on our research, there is no actual documentation of a hatchet man on any campus in the United States, but it definitely makes for a great folklore. Have you heard of the hatchet man of Bloomington? Is there a version of the story we missed? We would love to hear about it. Please send us an email to Legends at gmail.com or reach out to us on social media. We may use it in a later episode. In the email, let us know if you wish to remain anonymous.
see our source material, please visit our website, HoosierMissingLegends.com. Please find us and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and now Twitter. Hoosier Missing Legends is a Quigley Productions podcast. Our theme song was written and recorded by Wet Blanket. The song title is Taxidermy Race Car. As always, stay spooky.